Motorsport 411 presents all the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411 with Sean Cardavillis. Welcome to Motorsport 411. Your home for all your four and two-wheel action in Africa. Coming up in this episode, we'll be speaking to Carl Tunder and Tim Jessup the founders and organizers of the first ever rallycross to be held in Kenya. We'll also have a chat with Chinese drifting superstar Jen Lu, and we catch up with South Africa rally and cross-country driver Guy Botterill. All the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome to the episode. So rallycross finally started over the weekend in Machakos, the brains behind the event are Carl Tunde and Tim Jessup, the reigning Africa and Kenya rally champions. I got to speak to them after the event and asked him how it felt beating the likes of Carl Tunde and Boldev Chaga in the champions category final. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Waited 22 years, <laughs> including Baldy. Um, no, it was good, just a lot of luck, yeah. A good start position and better did, car. didn't mess up and better yeah, car. yeah, yeah. Better car. <laughs> just a better driver. <laughs> but it, no, it was good, good fun. Uh, how much of it came down to tactics in terms of the Joker? I think the Joker, everybody used to, their, to sort of advantage and, and some disadvantages, but it does play a major tactical sort of role um, and it's great to have it. So uh, yeah, we sort of, all I sort of had to take it on the second or third and it seemed to work. So yeah. Carl, uh, amazing weekend, it has to be said, uh, in terms of you guys uh, putting together this uh, event. It's the first time the Rallycross has been held in Kenya. Your thoughts after the event? I think it's just that what's not to love about it. It's uh, super fast cars are all racing against each other, against uh, all our friends and stuff. And uh, I think this hopefully will grow into something special. Probably one or two things you didn't think about, uh, particularly the Proto being, you know, so fast uh, compared to the older cars. Uh, your, your thoughts on that? Uh, what, what can be done in the future? Will there be categories of cars? Uh, what, what, what can you do about that? The Proto was a last minute uh, decision to enter it to keep cars running because cars kept on dropping out because we were using old cars. So it, had no, it wasn't even meant to enter the event. It was coming to do exhibition events. But yes, the idea is, you know, this people have to understand this was an exhibition. So we all got um, N10s out because they're cheap and cheerful. They're old rally cars. And that's the intention is to try and make it cheap. But the, ho- hopefully we can get different uh, classes, different categories, Vitzes, Pro Boxes and stuff start trying to grow this into sort of individual cups um, but I really like this whole team of race with champions sort of idea for a big bonanza at the end of the year. Speaking to different people Tim uh, there appears to be a lot of interest now uh, in terms of entering it it seems to be less stressful than for example the Kenya National Rally Championship event uh, it also seems to be very family oriented uh, I guess you're on the right path in terms of organizing an event like this. Yeah, absolutely. It all sort of uh, hinges on your spectators and then your spectators pull in your vendors um, and your vendors pull in your spectators. So with rallying thrown in, um, I think it's going to be easy to get extra drivers in for the the December event and we'll probably have more cars and more classes. Um, And hopefully that'll now attract the the corporates to come and uh, support us, come and have setups, pop-ups and uh, uh, it's all about the spectators. 
Flash, uh, from your point of view, uh, this was an amazing track uh, in terms of half tarmac, half gravel. Uh, any other places in the country you're thinking of at this point in time? You know, to be honest, we haven't thought about other areas, but if anyone knows of any are other areas, um, this is ideal because it's close to Nairobi. Um, and also it has a the ca capacity of having a tarmac piece of stretch of road that is four lanes wide. Um, it's very hard to find that where you can add a joker lap in. And then also the amount of work that went in to make sure that we didn't get dust, you know, thanks to the Machacos County for assisting on that. Um, it's been a tough, it's, a, it's not an easy thing to, to put together. So I'm, I'm feeling proud of the whole thing, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim, uh, looking at the track, amazing. Uh, we saw the rollers out uh, last night as well. Um, in terms of litter being picked up, uh, there was a lot of effort done by the county in terms of help uh, to make sure this event uh, was held successfully. Yeah, Dr. Matua and his team and the county have been phenomenal. Um, and we wanted to show him what we could do. And for 22 years, we've been watching motorsport, festivals, that kind of thing, knowing what's worked, what hasn't. Um, and we've tried to tick all the boxes here, have a good track, dustless track, um, place where spectators feel safe, can park, um, and just come and enjoy themselves. And it's a whole, like you said, it's a whole family event. We had people with their dogs here and kids in push chairs, and it's just been fun for everybody. I see you've got a lot of support to uh, Flash, a lot of people uh, dusting out their overalls uh, from the likes of Alistair Kavanagh, not seen him in a while, uh, but also seeing Boldev Chaga, he's only been in the Classic Rally this year. Uh, but good to see support from all angles, from veterans, uh, you know, to also the youngsters, a great story, 16-year-old uh, Joseph Kacheche, uh, that was an amazing story. Yeah, it's brilliant, you know, that's the whole uh, ethos behind rallying, is having 17-year-olds racing against 70-year-olds, you know, and uh, all racing with them and, and ultimately I'm just yeah I think look at the faces everyone they've had a, a great time and long may it last all right just finally uh, Tim uh, have you guys had time to think ahead um, I, I know this has been really tough for you guys as organizers also competing in it uh, well, what's next for rallycross in Kenya I think it's just to grow it and get 10 times as many people coming out to watch um, 10 times as many drivers coming out to watch um, and we're actually going to wanting to reach out to the, the corporate car manufacturers here get them on board because their cars could become series cars um, and that'll just it's a, it's a circle it'll just attract and the other one will attract and keep on attracting people and bring um, in young blood bring in young blood Flash is going to uh, set up where he can do training here. Uh, hopefully we're going to develop this bit of land with the governor uh, to be a hub for sort of training, corporate days, that kind of thing. Just a quick word, uh, Flash, about uh, Jen Lu uh, from China. He really thrilled people uh, with this car that he brought, uh, bought in Nairobi, in fact, uh, the Nissan 350Z. Yeah, it's fantastic to have him here as well. You know, this is a motorsport festival. It's a shame the Rally Raid boys didn't pitch up because I think those trucks around this track would have been interesting. But Jin Lu, you know, he's from Nakuru, so I've known him for quite a long time. And when we told him about the opportunity, he, he jumped at it. So, yeah, more of that, the hot rods, that was fantastic to see, you know, just uh, try and mix it all into a big weekend. I asked him about what he expects next uh, in terms of rallycross. Uh, just your thoughts, uh, Flash? It's clearing up this mess. <laughs> no, I think, as Tim said, you know, we want to grow it. We're passionate about motorsport. We're passionate. We've both been in it for 22 years, so we kind of uh, probably know which direction we want to take this. Um, but, yeah, let's just 
Let's just go to the drawing board and see what was right and see what was wrong and try and develop it. That's Carl Tunder and Tim Jessup speaking about the rallycross event held in Machacos. We'll be back. Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis. Welcome back. So as I mentioned earlier in the show, Rallycross was held in Machacos over the weekend. One of the motorsport stars invited to the event was Jen Lu from China, a drifting superstar. I asked him how much did he know about motorsports in Kenya? Before I come to Kenya, I, I don't know more. But uh, from 2017, I come to Kenya, I understand more things about uh, uh, Safari Lali, KCB Lali, and uh, WRC and Cartoon. So now this time is the first time I'm joining Cartoon team we are doing together. Now, uh, drifting, of course, is a big sport you know, motorsports discipline around the world. Uh, how big is drifting in China? Let me say there is a big market. So, you know, China have a lot of uh, factory. They can making the parts for drifter. So, in China, we have a lot of uh, drifters. They will uh, playing with uh, America people, uh, Japanese people, and uh, have not gone to Africa and uh, euro they have not gone there but now i'm calm <laughs> so i'm calm now uh, so i will uh, start work for the drifting in east africa uh, just tell us a bit about your history uh, with uh, drifting i'm doing for drifting from tw uh, 2008 from 2008 uh, but before uh, 1999 i'm already start for Ladi. In China, so for Lali and uh, drift, uh, drift, I'm just uh, uh, working to now till till now. I'm never stop. I see you were also part of the uh, Red Bull uh, China team for drifting. Uh, just tell us a bit about that. Uh, for Red Bull, I'm start uh, working with Red Bull. Start from two zero zero four. Till 2010, so that I think six years, and uh, we have some event for China Red Bull Drifter Championship, and then we are also making a team. We are going to WDS, so that is a World Drift Series, uh, and then we have a, a China Drifter Championship. And we also have a drifting school in China. Now, Carl uh, Tundo invited you to come here. Uh, just tell us how you, you and Carl uh, came to meet each other. Uh, from 2019, I have meeting with Carl. Uh, so that time, I think Carl don't know me <laughs> because that time I have not start work. But after 2019, uh, I'm just uh, start work slowly. And uh, I think from 2021, Carl uh, have thinking uh, maybe want to make some plan. 
So now, uh, I think we are, our work is just starting. Now you have an incredible car here, the Nissan 350Z. Uh, just tell us about that car. Uh, this car is I buy from uh, Kenya Market. It is a very good car. It is a VQ35 uh, inching with six, but uh, without talpo. So this car can give me 300 horsepower. So that one I can drifting everywhere. All right. Uh, finally, um, drifting is not very big in Kenya. Uh, what, what do you think you can do yourself to make drifting more popular in Kenya? Uh, from 2020, I have talked to KMSF people. So uh, many bosses give me idea how can start uh, in Kenya. So I think the first work is uh, we, we can open our drifting school and then we can open a workshop for help uh, for help people to uh, building their drifting cars and uh, we can teach them how to drift so that is i think uh, that is our first work so after that we can make some uh, small event like a car show or a small drifting party from that from that uh, also we can join the big team like Cartunto and then we are following KMSF so I think uh, three years we can building some big team in East Africa that's drifting superstar Jen Lu we'll be back two-wheeled action motorsport 411 welcome back now the south africa rally and cross-country championships are underway recently i got to speak to guy bottrell who's competing in both championships and i asked him for his thoughts on the recently concluded wrc safari rally um i think the safari rally was uh, amazing it reminded me a lot of the the older safari rally uh when you see pictures of uh, cars covered in fish fish and uh, the difficultiness of the the safari rally. Um, I, I thought uh, the teams uh, did a fantastic job to get their cars to the end, and Toyota had an amazing achievement. Uh, uh, history repeating itself with a one, two, three, four. Uh, I think it's great for Toyota, but um, I think uh, a lot of the other teams uh, took a bit of a baptism of fire <laughs> trying to get their cars to the end with uh, you know the proper Kenyan stages. So. I think um, I think it was very good. Uh, I think a few people are going to be uh, complaining a little bit about the stages being so rough, but um, that is a, a Kenyan safari rally and a, and a proper safari rally. So I thought it was fantastic on my side. Guy, you've rallied uh, in the Equator Rally last year. You didn't take mm -hmm. part in the safari last year. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about this fesh fesh, uh, the very fine soil uh, during the safari. Uh, just your thoughts on that. Um, I've, I've experienced it uh, in a few other places, uh, but obviously not as bad as uh, what I've seen pictures of at the Safari Rally. 
And uh, when we did the equator rally, it was raining. So uh, that fish fish turned into a horrible mud, and uh, we actually got the mud stuck in our in our clutch. Uh, the clutch was slipping badly. So, um, you know, I experienced the, the wet Kenyan fish fish. I don't know what you call the wet version of the fish fish. But, um, yeah, it looks incredibly difficult. Uh, I've heard people talking. Uh, you can't see anything. Uh, you, you, it's very difficult to drive through it. Um, but uh, th- that is what rallying in Kenya is about. Uh, you, the extreme weather conditions are the fish, fish, extreme rains, uh, rough conditions, and that's uh, that's why um, you know that's what Kenya is all about. So I think it's part of the part of the journey. And uh, if um, the World Championship uh, is including Kenya uh, to win a World Championship, you've got to be able to drive in all these uh, crazy conditions and. Uh, Kenya certainly provides all of that. All right, let's talk about the South African National Rally Championship and congratulations after building a brand new car. Uh, you got off to a winning start. Yes, um, it, it's been a it's been a long hard slog to to build a brand new car, um, especially to the standard of car that we've built it to. Um, the car uh, is meant to be able to compete with an R5, uh, which uh, I think we're nearly there. Uh, a little bit of fun fine tuning, and it should be there. Uh, we're really excited with uh, the car that we've built. Um, it's incredibly fast. Uh, we. We've spent a lot of time and a lot of effort uh, trying to make it fast and reliable and then also make it um, Africa-proof so African teams can run it without importing engineers from Europe and uh, uh, they can run it themselves. So uh, we're really happy with the car that we've built. Um, The performance has been amazing so far. Uh, We've got another event coming up in two weeks' time, which is in PE and uh, Jeffrey's Bay, Um, totally different kind of environment so uh, we're giving the car a good test in many different uh, road conditions and uh, um, different environments so it's going to be a good test for us Um, that's also why we're not doing the African Rally Championship Um, you know we got a new car that we've built ourselves and uh, we thought it would be the best best idea to test it and uh, plan and and build it in our own environments um, before we take it onto the the African stage. But in saying that, we've had a huge amount of interest. Uh, Our workshop is full and we've got lots of people um, ordering cars and uh, coming to test cars. So um, I think uh, we sparked a lot of interest amongst uh, the African competitors. Just tell us more about the car. So the car is based on a R5 and R4 geometry setup. So uh, it's got the same sort of uh, geometry as an R4 and an R5. It's got Riga suspension, uh, four-wheel drive, sequential gearbox. Um, The only place where we've deviated uh, quite a lot is instead of running a 1600 turbo engine that is highly modified, We've taken a two-liter turbo engine that uh, produces R5 power almost in standard form. Uh, so the reliability of the engine will be much, uh, you know, the engine can last much longer than an R4 or R5. Um, and it produces a staggering amount of power uh, and, and it does it effortlessly. Um, so 
Uh, it's basically an R4 or an R5 with a 2-litre turbo engine in it. Uh, everything else is very similar to how an R5 would be. Um, the interior of the car looks like an R5. Um, we've got all the bells and whistles that go with it, plumbed in fire extinguishers, all the correct safety stuff, FIA fuel tanks, uh, everything, uh, beautiful dashboards. So um, it's it's a very exciting car, very exciting project, and um, our goal was to try and manufacture about 98% of the car. Um, you know, there's a few things that we can't manufacture. We can't manufacture the Raga suspension, and we we can't manufacture the ECU. So um, those are the few things that we're importing, and the fuel tank, um, everything else, uh, we kind of making ourselves, uh, which uh, certainly helps with labour costs. And, um, you know, when you're buying things from Europe, uh, those uh, all the imports all the time gets expensive. So um, we're hoping to curve the cost of, uh, of an R-spec car with a, a locally built um, South African car for, for Africa. That, that's our plan. Yeah, Guy, uh, it's phenomenal uh, what you've done with the rally car and, of course, a lot of support from Toyota Gazoo Racing. Uh, just tell us about the type of car you've got uh, that you've developed. So we, we've developed the Toyota Starlet. Uh, we chose the Toyota Starlet uh, as uh, the correct car for us to to turn into a rally car for a few reasons. Uh, number one, it's sold throughout Africa. Uh, they are readily available to get and the, the base frame is um, quite strong and stiff. So we, we started off with a, a very good base car and we also like the wheel width of the Starlet. Uh, I've raced uh, quite a few short wheel based rally cars um, and we were quite happy with the wheelbase of the Starlet and we thought it was a really good uh, starting point for us. Everywhere else in the world, the guys are using, uh, you know, different different cars. Uh, say, for example, the GR Yaris uh, is popular in rallying at the moment. But uh, our our whole goal with this car is to be realistic, and um, you know, for us to take a brand new uh, Yaris uh, off the production line or buy one off the shelf, your entry level to building a rally car um, is incredibly high. So we decided the best option would be to take the Toyota Starlet. Uh, you can pick them up secondhand relatively cheap uh, compared to compared to any of the other GR, like the GR Yaris is a very expensive motor car uh, and we just thought that was the correct car to turn into our weapon of choice and uh, the the way the car is handling and performing, I really think we we did the correct thing in choosing um, the Toyota Starlet for our our base car. Uh, it, it performs very very well and handles well because of all those characteristics. Guy, uh, if you were to enter the Safari Rally or an international rally, uh, would you pass the homologation? That's a very interesting question. Um, we are in the process of doing that. So as it stands right now, the car is not uh, FIA homologated. But uh, I wouldn't have spent all this money and all this time building a car, not in the belief we would get homologation. Uh so the homologation is quite a tricky thing. It's not easy, and there's two parts to homologation. So first of all, once you have homologated a car, it's quite difficult to change. So um, we in a bit of a catch-22 where we 
we don't want to homologate the car too soon until we have done thorough testing and we are happy with everything. So once we are happy with the car, then we'll homologate it. And once it's homologated, then uh, there's there are a few things you can change, but you're very limited. So we we don't want to rush the homologation process. Uh, we want to make sure that the car is quick enough, reliable enough, and and affordable enough for competitors in Africa to to run and and to run themselves. So um, we're at a stage where I am nearly ready for homologation, but I am holding the process back. I do not want to homologate the car too soon. Uh, I would rather wait a little bit and make sure that we are 100% happy with the car, the speed, the performance, and the reliability. Then, then the second part of the homologation is uh, actually the paperwork side. Um, we are a long way down the line with regards to the paperwork. Um, there are a few rules in our favor being a South African manufacturer regarding uh, FIA approvals, and uh, we're taking advantage of that rule. So um, we are pretty confident by next year we should have all the documentation in place for it to be uh, eligible to race in uh, African Rally or, or a FIA event uh, and then still score points. Uh, so that is that is our plan, um, and that is the plan for the benefit of of rallying uh, in Africa is to try and bring a an R5 spec car into the the fold that's locally built uh, and more affordable to race. So I truly believe um, that would uh, certainly help the the whole African continent and the African Rally Championship, and we'll have more people partaking in each round. Uh, so that that is certainly. All right, very, very interesting. Uh, Let's just go on to the uh, cross-country series. And of course, uh, you're competing with uh, Toyota Gazoo Racing. Uh, How's that gone so far for you? Um, we've just come back from Uppington. We raced uh, a week ago at the Desert 1000 race. Uh, it's 1,000 kilometers off-road, uh, and that's no joke. 1,000 k's with no road is uh, <laughs> very, very tricky, very treacherous, um, and incredibly rough. Uh, you know, it's 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 incredible. Um, you know, to be driving a Toyota Gazoo Hilux, a Dakar Hilux, is something truly special, and then. To to be in a team with Janil de Villiers, Henk Latakong, and uh, Shamir, the guys that uh, take place or uh, take part in the Dakar, um, you know, there's just huge amount of uh, experience amongst the team, and um, learning a lot from them. Um, we, we're having a really good run. Uh, the desert race, we, um, we, we, in the qualifying stage, we tied, uh, with, uh, with Janil. Um, I think we did 80 kilometers and we were 0.4 of a second apart from each other on 80 kilometers of stage. Um, so that was really good for us. And then, um, over the three days of racing, we ended up third, about a minute and a half behind Janil de Villiers. Um, at one stage, we caught him. Uh, Janil was opening the road, and we were in second place. We caught up to him, and uh, Simon and I had the discussion in the car. Are we going to sit behind him and follow him, or are we going to have a go at trying to open the road and make a brand new road? So we um, we decided to open the road for a while. Uh, I think it lasted for about 10 or 15 Ks, 
and um, we then slotted in back behind Janil just to learn and uh, um, you know to be able to drive behind someone of that caliber we we learned so much driving behind him Um, so yeah we just slotted in behind him learn from his experience and uh, see how he drives how he handles certain situations Um, it's a very different discipline to rallying Um, there there are almost absolutely no notes whatsoever we do get a certain amount of information but nothing like uh, what we do get in rallying so a lot of the time you're driving by sight and you're driving by the seat of your pants so uh, it's a very different uh, driving style compared to rallying and uh I'm just trying to make sure I don't make any mistakes, any rookie errors. Uh, and what better way of doing that than sitting behind a Dakar winning uh, driver in a Dakar winning car and uh, learning from him and learning from what he did, which was really good. And uh, we managed to finish second overall. So um, for us, uh, that was a huge achievement. Uh, and we are quite certain that there's a lot more pace to come. But at the same time, I don't want to rush the pace. Uh, I don't want to stick my neck out too far. Um, it's, it's a privilege to be in this team. And uh, I don't want to uh, damage it by damaging the car. Uh, so we, we're just picking our pace up slowly as we feel comfortable and go from there. But so far... We third in the championship, uh, two or three points behind Shamir. Shamir is winning the championship, and Janil second, and we third. So um, Toyota is a one-two-three, and um, we are in very good position for the rest of the championship with Shamir only a couple points ahead of us, and with our confidence growing every every time we go out. So really happy to be where we are at the moment. Fantastic. Uh, just watching it on Supersport, uh, it is said to be the top uh, cross-country championship in the world. Uh, just give us a flavour of the equipment, the competition. Uh, it just looks incredible on TV. So um, the equipment is phenomenal. Uh, to to race in a proper factory team uh, with the equipment and the, the expertise around us and the engineers, uh, we went testing uh, three or four days before Uppington. We were testing in the sand. And um, the amount of uh, development that happened on those three days is phenomenal. The shock work and everything, uh, I've never been exposed to that. So it, it's something truly new for me. Um, and uh, the, the equipment is just world class. These, these cars are certainly Formula One cars of the desert. Um, and everything about them is Formula One. It, it's it's the best of the best of the best. Uh, like you see the, the WRC cars that are arriving there in Kenya. Um, these are these are the best uh, off-road vehicles in the world. Uh, and Toyota just coming off a win off the Dakar. Um, it just shows the, the class of the cars. And um, to be able to be sitting in them is phenomenal. Um, our dashboard is very full. Um, I don't know if you've seen any videos or pictures I've posted. There are just buttons and switches everywhere, um, and it's something to get used to. And another thing is um, the cars are incredibly high. Uh, we almost need a step ladder to climb into them, uh, but uh, it's it's totally different to to rally and what we used to. And then getting into this 
a beast of a machine. Uh, V6 uh, turbo uh, Hilux Bucky is is really phenomenal in the build quality, not only of our cars, but even our opposition and our competitors. Um, there's Century Racing, which build magnificent cars. There's Ford Racing that's also built in South Africa. Um, and uh, just the level of uh, cross-country racing in South Africa, like you said, is uh, probably the best in the world. And uh, I think um, it, it most definitely is. Uh, and all all the vehicles that we're racing against in South Africa uh, partake in the Dakar with most of the drivers. So we've got a very healthy off-road series in South Africa. The best of luck uh, for the rest of the season, uh, not only with the cross-country series. Uh, just fascinating to hear about, uh, you know, uh, your exploits uh, fighting off uh, with uh, a former Dakar winner, but also with the uh, South African Rally Championship. Uh, just an amazing, amazing story. Thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. No problem. Thank you for having me and hopefully we can catch up again soon. That's Guy Bottrell, who's competing in both the South Africa Cross-Country and Rally Championships. We'll be back. All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411. So that's it for the show this week. Our thanks once again to Carl Tundo and Tim Jessup, Jen Liu, and Guy Bottrell. Our thanks as always to Big City Studio. I'm Sean Carter Villas. 